Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pods Sleep Stories. My name is Arif, and tonight I will be your guide as we travel to ancient Greece, where we will unwind with the romantic story of unconditional love. The story of Odysseus and Penelope, the king and queen of Ithaca. Before we begin, however, let us take a moment to unwind and find comfort in this space that we are in, here and now. Close your eyes and lie down in your bed, giving yourself some time to find a comfortable position. Feel the softness of the mattress beneath you. What points of your body are in contact with the plush bed? Your arms, your hips, your stomach, your legs? Can you feel them sinking deeper and deeper into the comfort of the bed as they relax more and more? This bed, this room, is a safe space for you to come and unwind after a long day. There are no obligations here. There is no to-do list. All that you have to do here is rest. By lying here right now and listening to my voice with your eyes closed, you are doing just that. As we embark on this journey together, and your mind wanders to the sun-kissed shores of the Mediterranean, you will become more and more and more relaxed. As you breathe in, pay attention to how that breath feels in your chest. Feel your lungs and chest expand as you breathe in, and feel your muscles relax as you breathe out. Every breath you take is both nourishing and relaxing, nourishing and relaxing, nourishing and relaxing. If at any point during our story, you find your mind wandering. Know that you can turn to those deep, slow, nourishing and relaxing breaths for comfort. Now that we have taken a moment to unwind and find comfort in this space that we are in, here and now, let us begin our story. Penelope awakened to the sound of birds chirping in the treetops, hanging over the river that laced through the countryside 
beside her house. It was the same thing she woke up to nearly every morning. First, she would feel the warmth of the sun bleeding through the glass window pane, leading out to her balcony. Then, she would hear the first chirps of the birds as the sun brushed over them, shaking the chill of night from each and every fluffy feather on their wings. The song of the beautiful birds ensured that every single morning she awakened with a slight smile on her lips, no matter what the day had in store for her. This morning in particular, Penelope felt a lightness and positivity coursing through her body. It was as though some bright, promising energy was enveloping her whole being. She tiptoed out onto her balcony in her nightgown, relishing in the feeling of the cool tiles underneath her feet and the warmth of the sun over her hands and her face. She stood on the balcony for quite some time, breathing in that brilliant morning air and gently humming in tune with the birds that flit from olive tree to olive tree just beyond her balcony railing. Every morning, she watched the birds, but there were two birds in particular that she was drawn to. There was an olive tree that hung over her balcony, brushing the railing ever so slightly. And in that olive tree, tucked in the highest, safest branches, was a nest. The nest had been carefully constructed with love and care many weeks ago, and now it was full of eggs. Two bright yellow birds tended to the nest day and night, never seeing Penelope as a threat. They were a couple, a couple that was deeply in love. They took turns sitting on the eggs. Penelope couldn't help but notice that every morning, the male bird would take over so the female bird could go off and find herself some breakfast. Before she left, the male bird would nuzzle her feathers, bidding her luck and farewell. Then, Penelope would watch as the male bird peeked out from the leaves, waiting anxiously for his wife's return. 
His eyes never left the skies as he waited for her. And when he finally caught sight of her cresting over the mountain-studded horizon, a brightness would flash across his nutmeg-colored eyes. It was love. There was absolutely no doubt about it. A love that few animals and few humans shared. And this morning in particular, Penelope ached for a love like that. With a war on the horizon, many people of Sparta were clinging to romance as their only comfort, their sole reason for being on this earth. But Penelope was alone. She wrapped a wool blanket around her shoulders, embracing the tender warmth with a weak smile. She longed to have a partner by her side, an equal that would love her the way she dreamt of being loved, who would make her a better version of herself. But few men in Sparta were interested in that. Helen was the woman that all the men dreamt of being with, and many battles were fought just to have her hand. She was a beauty, breathtaking in every sense of the word, and it made Penelope feel even more alone than she already was. No one was fighting battles for her, nor were they begging her father for her hand in marriage. She tried to pretend it didn't bother her, but it did. Marriage wasn't about survival or connections for Penelope like it was for so many others. It was about love and belonging. Eager not to dwell on what she didn't have, Penelope threw on a silk gown and headed out of the house, wanting to occupy both her time and her mind. She went to the library, her favorite place on the estate. There, she could read for hours underneath the filtered sunlight of an old oak tree. She could dwell in foreign lands and magical places. She could learn about places and plants and animals she didn't even know existed. She could read poetry aloud to herself, sweet as nectar on her tongue. And that day, she did just that. 
She nestled underneath the lofty branches of a powerful, ancient oak tree and popped open a few worn scrolls, reading as the soft sunlight kissed her skin and the fragrant floral breeze billowed her silk gown and hair. A shadow fell over her by the time she was about halfway through her scroll, and the cause of this shadow was not the clouds, not an unruly branch, but a handsome stranger standing over her with a smile on his lips. I thought perhaps you may want to read this, he chimed, his voice low and soft. With his rough hands, he handed her a scroll. Penelope regarded the scroll in awe. It was a poem, her favorite poem, in fact, but it had been missing from the library for quite some time. She told the stranger as much, and he apologized, admitting that it was him who had taken the scroll for reading quite some time ago. There was a spark in his eye, a charm and magic about him that was undeniable. Penelope's heart fluttered as she looked up at him, and little did she know, he was feeling exactly the same way. He introduced himself as Odysseus. Penelope's eyes widened with surprise. She knew of Odysseus, as did almost all the women in the region since he was the rightful ruler of Ithaca. Odysseus was a cunning man, a man of intelligence, kindness, and wit. He was the kind of man that Penelope dreamt of meeting, of being with. And Penelope was the kind of woman that Odysseus only caught a glimpse of in his profound dreams. While all the other men battled one another, desperate to marry Helen, Odysseus had his eye on Penelope. Though people spoke of his own intelligence and kindness, he truly believed that Penelope's surpassed his own. She was one of the most intelligent, witty people in the whole kingdom. People often spoke of things she had said or written, and Odysseus had fallen in love with her wisdom and her words well before he even saw her. But seeing her here and now, it just made him fall in love with her 
even more. Her olive skin, her hazel eyes that glistened a mossy green in the light of the golden sun. Her black hair that was carefully plaited on her back, reaching down to her silk dress. She looked like a goddess. The two stood in silence for quite some time, merely taking one another in. Then, Penelope sucked in a shaky breath, her heart still fluttering in her chest, and she moved to the side, motioning for Odysseus to join her. They sat under the ancient oak tree for hours. They read aloud to one another, sharing their favorite stories, poems, and novels. Penelope found herself clinging to every word that Odysseus read, and he found himself doing the same. Her words were like music to his ears, music that had been hidden from him for his entire life. Time seemed to pass in both slow motion and all at once when they were together. They both felt a kind of warmth that enveloped their whole being every time they caught each other's gaze, every time they laughed, every time they accidentally brushed hands while they were reaching for a scroll. Before they knew it, the sun had begun to set on the most brilliant day either of them had ever had. It crept closer and closer to the horizon, painting the sky a brilliant watercolor of scarlet, burnt orange, rose, and goldenrod. Penelope gathered her things. The two stood under the oak tree for a few moments, unsure of exactly what to say or how to end this once-in-a-lifetime interaction that they had shared. It was somehow as though they were both breathing for the very first time. Odysseus finally broke the silence. He bowed softly to Penelope with a glint in his amber eyes, offering to escort her back to her home, making sure she'd arrive safely. Penelope's heart skipped a beat at this request, and she felt her face flush a tender rose hue. She accepted, and the two walked back to her home. They talked of anything and everything on the walk, 
taking their sweet time. What was a meager ten-minute walk was transformed into a half-hour, and by the time they reached Penelope's door, the sun had fully set. Odysseus reached out, taking Penelope's hand in his own. With utter respect and softness, he brushed his lips against her hand, bidding her a good night. Before Penelope turned to open the door, she glanced over her shoulder at the handsome man who had been a stranger only hours ago. She asked if he would be visiting the library tomorrow. Odysseus smiled. If that is where you will be, my lady, then it is where I will be also. With that, the two finally headed their separate ways. The following morning, Odysseus kept to his word. As Penelope rounded the corner to the library with a spring in her step, she spotted him sitting under that oak tree, looking toward the horizon as he anticipated her arrival. It was at that moment that Penelope realized what was truly happening here. The look in his eyes as he waited for her to crest over the horizon reminded her of the look of that little yellow bird as he awaited his true love's return. There was no denying what was happening here, so they didn't. Every day they met under the tree and read to one another. They lingered for hours, gently brushing against one another, laughing, telling stories, and reading poems. They spoke of their views of the world, their hopes of the future, even the trials of their pasts, and every single second was brilliant. It only took a week for Odysseus to approach Penelope's father, asking to marry her. Her father accepted with no hesitation, knowing Odysseus was a good man. Their first day as husband and wife was one of the best days in Penelope's life. They crossed the threshold into their new home together, and with those steps, they crossed into their new life. And what a brilliant life it was. While most couples went their separate ways without so much as a second glance, Penelope and Odysseus were truly inseparable. They were a pair 
a partnership, two halves of the same person. Every moment they were away from one another was a moment where they ached to be in each other's company once more. Every laugh, every smile, every word exchanged between them only made their love grow more and more. Odysseus worked hard to create a space for Penelope to watch the birds every morning. It was something they shared together. Odysseus would sit with her on the patio, wrapping a wool blanket around both of them. He would draw Penelope close, giving her a kiss on the forehead as they both shrugged off their slumber and embraced a brilliant new day together. Finally, at last, they both had the love they had craved. They had found their soulmate, and every instant together was one that reminded them of what life is truly about. But then, something miraculous happened. Penelope fell pregnant with a baby boy. As she gave birth, Odysseus stood by her, brushing hair from her face and holding her hand tightly. They enjoyed parenthood side by side, just as they had done with every other bit of life together. They thought that they couldn't love one another more, that they couldn't love life more. And then their brilliant boy, Telemachus, came along. When Penelope held him on her chest for the first time, she realized that he was a wonderful combination of them both. He had Odysseus's stunning amber eyes, like pools of honey. He had her dark waves of hair and button nose, and it seemed her curiosity for the world. He reached up, tangling his tiny hand in her mane, as his eyes filled with wonder for the very first time. When Odysseus and Penelope gazed at each other, holding their newborn son in their arms, there was a new kind of love shared between them. Once more, their life had become something new, and once more, they were reminded of what life is truly about. The next few months were the most delightful they had ever shared together. They would both awaken to care for the baby together. Some nights, they would recite poetry to the baby in the moonlight. 
swaying him gently, reminding one another of the first time they discovered that poem together. Some mornings, Odysseus would gently sway the baby side to side, side to side, side to side, as they watched the birds flit through the olive trees overhead. But no matter what, the family was always together. Parental obligations tired them, but also brought them closer together. Parenthood ignited a spark between them that they didn't know could even exist. Every night when they went to bed, they thanked the gods for the blessing of their family, of each other, of what the future held. As the king and queen of Ithaca, they had business to attend to, but they always did so with one another close by. But soon, their fairy tale life changed, and unfortunately, there was nothing either of them could do about it. The war was no longer on the horizon. The war was here, and Odysseus had no choice but to join the effort. Penelope was terrified of this, but she had faith in her husband, in her family, in the connection they shared. She joined him on the shore as he prepared to set sail for battle. She held their son in her arms as she gazed up at her husband with a smile on her face and tears trailing down her soft cheeks. How can you be smiling and crying at the same time, my love? Odysseus asked, wiping a tear from her cheek. Because I will miss you dearly, but I have no doubt you will return, my love, Penelope replied. She kissed Odysseus and clung to his hands, squeezing them with reassurance. As he walked away to get on the boat, Penelope watched him, her whole being aching to join him, to not leave his side. But, unfortunately, the war had other plans. Penelope went about her duties as queen. Every night, she sat on the balcony, looking out to the sea and waiting for her husband to return home. She would read poetry aloud, trusting that he would feel the words in his heart. She knew her husband was alive. She could feel him with her every moment of every day. And so, when after ten long years the war ended, 
and he still didn't return. Other people of the kingdom weren't so steadfast in their belief. By the time another few years had passed, they believed in their hearts that without a doubt, the king was dead. Regardless, Penelope refused to give up hope. She sat on the balcony every night, reading to her son and keeping her eyes locked on the horizon, waiting for her love to return, just as the little golden birds had done on her balcony all those years ago. Her husband was the wisest man in the land. He was cunning, strong, and witty. She knew a simple war could not kill someone as brilliant as him. And, in her heart, she could still feel him with her. It wasn't long before the men of the kingdom began to flock to the castle. Suitors, desperate for Penelope's hand in marriage. Penelope turned them away again and again, telling them that she was married and her husband was coming home to be with her and the child that they shared. Soon, that stopped working. The aides and fellow leaders urged Penelope to marry. The kingdom was without a king, and the suitors would eventually lose their patience. Penelope knew this to be true, but she also knew that all she had to do was buy time for her husband to find his way back to her. So, she made an announcement to the kingdom. She would remarry, but there was something she needed to do first. She would weave a shroud for Odysseus's father. And once the shroud was finished, she would wed the man of her choice. The suitors took this promise eager to have their chance at marrying the queen. But Penelope had other plans. Every day, people of the kingdom and workers of the kingdom would catch sight of Penelope working away at the shroud for Odysseus's father. She worked diligently all hours of the day, weaving a shroud made of beautiful gold thread that reminded her of the sunsets she used to watch with her husband. Everyone was pleased. They saw the queen hard at work and knew it would only be a matter of time before the shroud was finished. Little did they know, every single night, Penelope would tiptoe down to the shroud and undo every bit of work she had done during the day. It was an endless dance she did 
Much like Sisyphus, she was destined to do the same task over and over and over. But unlike Sisyphus, she knew that one day she would be free from this task. She still felt the warmth of her husband's love in her heart. She knew he was somewhere over the horizon, trying his hardest to return to her and spend the rest of his life with her. This delicate dance went on for three years. The suitors grew frustrated with waiting, and because of this, they started to keep a closer eye on what was happening. Soon, they exposed Penelope for what she was doing. Intensely angered by her betrayal, the suitors stormed the estate, taking and destroying whatever they pleased until she would agree to marry one of them. Penelope knew there was no way to escape this. However, there was something odd she had noticed, something that filled her with hope. That warmth in her chest, the love of her husband, it was burning more intensely than ever, and for a good reason. The morning that the suitors stormed the castle, a beggar arrived on a rickety boat from a distant land. He was a man who had been through much in the past twenty years, a man who was finally returning home. To slip past the suitors and escape their anger, Odysseus disguised himself as a beggar as he approached the island. He had faith that somehow his wife would know it was him, that he had returned to live the rest of his life with her. He gathered at the castle with the rest of her suitors, waiting for her to make an announcement. His whole body was buzzing with anticipation. It had been many long years since he had seen his wife, many long years of him desperately waiting to be by her side, waiting to be reunited with her. The thought of being with her had carried him through the most challenging of storms. It kept him warm on the coldest nights and kept him going when he felt as though his body had given up. She was the guiding light for him through every challenge. And finally, today, he was to be reunited with her. When she opened the doors and stepped out onto the podium, Odysseus felt as though he couldn't breathe. She was even more beautiful than on the day he had left. He gazed at her as though she was the sun, 
all that mattered in the entire world. And when she began to speak, his knees grew weak. He had missed her voice. He had ached just to hear her speak one more time. Penelope told the suitors that to choose her husband, she was putting them to a test. The one who would pass the test would become the king of Ithaca by her side. The test was simple. Whoever could string Odysseus's rigid bow and shoot an arrow through twelve axe heads would become her husband. The crowd of suitors immediately leapt at this, seeing it as an easy opportunity to marry Penelope. Over the course of the morning, suitor after suitor tried and failed to string Odysseus's bow. It was an impossible task, one that only Odysseus himself would be capable of doing. They walked away, dejected and furious that they had lost their chance to have Penelope's hand, and with it, the entire kingdom. Then, it came time for Odysseus himself to try. With ease, he strung his trusty bow and shot the arrows through twelve axe heads. The crowd was silent, in shock. Penelope stood by with tears in her eyes, hands shaking. Odysseus pulled down his cloak, revealing his face, and though Penelope was delighted at the reignited hope of seeing her husband once more, there was anxiety welling inside her. Could it really be him? Was this a trick by the gods? She neared him, her hand outstretched. He pressed his palm against hers, and every bit of doubt drained from her body. The missing piece of her clicked back into place. An electric surge trailed through her body as her heart thudded with warmth. Tears stained both of their eyes as they embraced for the first time in two decades. The lovers were reunited once more. Penelope clung to him, burying her head in his chest as she drew him closer and closer. She told him that she knew he would return. She had held out hope all of these years. She knew that if he was in the crowd, if he had returned, he would be the only one able to string his bow. Odysseus brushed the hair from Penelope's face and kissed her gently on the lips. Lost in her eyes and in the beauty of this moment, he told her of the journey he had been on, of the odyssey he was on 
to return to her and their family. He never gave up hope that one day he would be back, holding her in his arms. He knew in his heart that she had remained faithful to him, that they would spend the rest of their lives together in utter bliss. And they did just that. After taking care of the rest of the suitors, Odysseus and Penelope went up to their balcony and watched as the sun set over their kingdom, their hands intertwined, their hearts aflutter. For the first time in so many years, they were at peace. Penelope gazed into her husband's eyes with a newfound respect and admiration, and he did the same. They didn't know they could possibly love each other more, but in that moment, they did. I hope you have enjoyed this story, and it has brought you a night of peaceful, restful sleep. Please, join me again tomorrow for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams.